Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Splash Play, our little holiday special where we're going to have some fun today, do a little drinking, do all the things that that cater to Peter Overzet. We're also going to wear some dog elf hats. I guess really just me here. I'm Chris Spaggs, joined once again by your friend and mine. First, we'll introduce him. He's Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? It feels like one of those things where we like all agreed to dress up for the holiday party and then only you did it and you just feel really silly about it. It's honestly strangling me because this is made for a dog, to be clear. And and my dogs are large. They have big heads. But um, yeah, that's it's not the most comfortable elf outfit I've ever worn. That much is for sure. Uh, and we have my ship chasing bros, Pat Crane, Ben Gretsch, staying on for a nightcap. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, Thanks for having us. I'm doing uh, four beers better than I was at the start of ship chasing. <laughs> Wait, when, how many beers did you drink during ship chasing? Four. Okay. All right. Sorry. I didn't know if you were saying like you didn't. I thought you maybe drank all four of those between the end of that show. And oh, God. No, 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 no. So it's the beginning of ship chasing. Okay. Do you what have is the beer of choice, Gretch? I'm drinking Coors Light right now. It is my, you know, I don't know if, if Splash Play is sponsored by Coors Light. I used to be on the, the CBS Fantasy Football Today pod where I would do Coors Light reads sometimes because I would drink these uh, on our Twitch channel. But, um, I'm a good spokesman for Coors Light. Yeah, that's my light beer. <laughs> yeah, you're much better than than Brock Lesnar was that one time in the UFC press conference where he just shit all over it and then talked about having Bud Light and he's going to mount his wife afterwards. That was one of my <laughs> favorite UFC moments. What but I feel like it's a big it's a big moment for me because the one guy who we have, Gretch obviously we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, follow that yards per Gretch, a, a great account and doing a good job really uh, on your own, which is something that Pete and I talked about that we admire so much about you striking out. But but Pat really is like the bizarro universe me, I feel like, where we're <laughs> doing so much content with Pete, except that you're like the more handsome artsy version who kind of looks like the guy from American <laughs> Beauty. And that's how I'm <laughs> perceiving it, Pat. So you tell me. I do enjoy everyone seems to have a different take on who I look like and what my vibe is. So I was accused by John Salisa being a hipster a couple weeks ago. Now I'm the artsy guy from American Beauty. So I guess those are pretty similar. But uh, I'm doing good. Drinking a Pilsner as well. This is a single cut hopped Pilsner, which is, you know, my my own brand way of drinking a Pilsner. But I got that is like the uh, Wait, who else is drinking a Pilsner? Yeah, who else is drinking a Pilsner? You are, Ben. That's what Coors Light is, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Is this a Pilsner? Yeah, it's a Pilsner, dude. Sorry to blow your mind. What am I drinking, Pat? What is, what is this? A lager? A Pilsner is a form of a lager. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Pat is like the, the walking embodiment of like the most annoying friend you have that has untapped. <laughs> That just like logs every one of his beers that he drinks, and then you get a notification about it. I don't. I don't log my beer on untapped. No, I said you're the beer. you're the living embodiment of the untapped app. Oh, I, I just tell you. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. God, are you in on Tavor, the the shipping beer thing? Oh, I don't know what that is because I just so, walk around to get my beers here in Brooklyn. Dude. So, so it's an app, but basically it has like all these breweries around the country and it's cool, except that it's sometimes it's like a month lead time where for you to wait for it to come, but Got it's it. worthwhile. It's just the easiest way I've spent a thousand dollars on beer over the span of it's, it's very expensive. It adds up fast. What is it called? <laughs> Tabor? Taver, T-A-V-O-U-R. They're not a sponsor, so um, it, I don't know. Can we make them a sponsor, Pete? Do you have that kind of like an, an ad read of sorts, but it's not. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I'll check that out. And this is what I'm drinking today because I assumed that Pete was going to be so far ahead that I had oh, to get one. the strongest beer possible in a comically large bottle. What? What is that? 
Delirium. It's one of my favorite beers. I, I feel like Pat has to know Delirium. Yeah, Is that it's, a, it's good. It's like a kind of sweet wheat beer type of vibe. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's a nine percenter, but it's got it's got Pilsner quality, so it goes down smooth. And then you Perfect. drink it, and you're like, oh my god, it's like I had a Bud Light, except that you are ready to fight. Gretch, do you have the same questions as me? Like, I understand the concept of like trying these crazy beers, similar as like you enjoy a wine tasting. But do you guys really want to throw like four of these back? You want to throw four Deliriums back? This is five point two percent. It's not even. It's not even very alcoholic. Uh, Spags, I, 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 have I, I like question. going hard. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Gretch. <laughs> I, I was agreeing with Pete. I have the same questions. What I want to throw four back of is Coors Lights, baby. Modelo's. I'll drink a Modelo all day, too. Cheers, brother. I don't want to drink these, you know, giant. <laughs> Pete balls. has a point. Like, some of my favorite beers are I have a point. six to nine percent alcohol, which is just a lot. You're not going to, if you throw four back of those, you're going to feel it a lot more than four Coors Lights. What I've been trying to find is beers that are within like the five to six and a half percent where you can kind of drink them a little bit closer to just your regular old beer. Wait, Pat, you're working on, I'm seeing the chat now, Paul, I guess everybody knows everything about us, I guess, individually, but but you're in Brooklyn because I'm originally from, well, not from, but was last in Williamsburg before I moved out to LA. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I just moved to Fort Greene. Uh, I was in oh, Manhattan. Okay. I was in the Lower East Side for, for like six years before that and then bounced around in Manhattan for a couple years before that. So now the background story is all coming together for me. But I, yeah, there are a lot of good New York beers. And I still think, though, there's something like there's always some better brewer around the country. I feel like this is now just a straight yeah. beer chasing slash beer play uh, podcast we're doing now. But but I feel like there's so many breweries around the country that are so like creative and inventive. And um, that, that sounds like a, a very like suck up thing to say. But um, I, I just like getting the stuff from everywhere. Like, I feel like there's so many things out there we're missing out. And there's probably some sick beer in Indiana that we'll never come across. Totally. Yeah. Anytime I'm. And I haven't traveled in a while now, but I used to travel a fair amount and always drink the local beer, you know, because there's going to be something awesome that you'll have a chance to get. that might not even be distributed elsewhere. So Pat, you, Pat has these ways of reminding us that he lives in New York. When he was in Manhattan, it would be, you know, like a siren or a garbage truck every four seconds. And now it's him just pushing some, you know, crazy, you know, beer flavor on us. We like, it's like, we get it. You live in Brooklyn. Pat. Well, the second one, sure. But the first one, I have a way of making sirens go by. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you had a way of summoning them at all the worst yeah. times. It's not being summoned, Pete. That's just what it's like <laughs> that's, that's New York. You know, we do. Uh, I mean, Pat, you listen to the Swolecast. Tuttle has trains go by his house, and he knows when they're coming, and he mutes himself ahead of time. You never learned that skill. That was the craziest reveal when yeah. it was like Tuttle goes silent for long stretches of the Swolecast because he's been muting trains for years. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> Blew my mind. It blew my mind. <laughs> that seems like a superpower, but like a really, really useless one. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, the thing is, is Tuttle gets away with it because he's quiet. Like if Davis went quiet for like more than 10 seconds, we'd be like, what's happening? Is yeah. everything okay? But Tuttle, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. He's just chilling. He's just being pensive, just so savoring the moment. We also could get a shout out to chat because people actually came out. We appreciate everybody here at 1030 on the West Coast, 1045 now on the East Coast, rather. Um, hit that like button, subscribe, do all that stuff. But but Pete, I know you had some ideas here about what we could do, and I'm going to let you take the lead here because this is the merger. This is your Flintstones Jetsons crossover, so I need you to be the spiritual guide. 
Oh, I was just going to keep roasting Pat. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do see now that I've tweeted this out. It says the roast of Pat Corain. That's yeah. not how you pitched it uh, to me personally, Pete. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. If, uh, I think I would need Brittany on my side for the full roast of Pat Corain, and she, I think, is pissed at me right now. It's not on your side right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh Oh, here you go, Spags. Mr. Lou in the chat is pissed at you. He says, Spags, you are killing me. You should not drink that beautiful beer out of the bottle. Get a glass, you savage. Oh. that's People love to critique other people's drinks, I feel like, for, for masculinity reasons usually. But for me, like I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a two-pint glass drink, so I, I'm not going to pour a second pint glass while doing a show, while, while trying to make entertaining fantasy football, quote-unquote, content that we're doing now. So like I figure drinking it out of the bottle like a wino just seemed like the better move. All right. All right. I like All that. Right. I like that take. I also like the, the hating on the... Don't, don't don't beer shame. Like he can drink the beer however he wants. He's just drinking beer. Leave him alone. Yeah, we're Leave all going for the same end game of just trying to forget the pains of life for a week or a week of NFL DFS, I guess, depending on the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what are you guys is uh, what are you guys doing for uh, for the holidays? You know, I have kids, so that not, not much. <laughs> Do you? What did your kids ask for? Ridiculous things for Christmas. Not ridiculous things, but a lot. And, and I mean, we're not seeing a lot of family. So the wife went and got them a lot. And then my mom brought over a lot of gifts and now they have so many freaking gifts. And I'm always like, I'm the dad that's like, I don't want them to be spoiled and entitled. And, and but they have so many freaking presents to open. So, uh, I think we're going to need to like take some to, uh, um, you know, a, a goodwill or a toys for tots or something they're, they're gonna need to choose some that they don't like as much and we'll have to donate them what's the best gift out of all of them what's that what's the best gift out of all the ones that you know of oh legos for sure i mean i gotta be quiet because they're probably listening but yeah we're, we're gonna, <laughs> probably we're watching gonna right now <laughs> i'm gonna build the hell out of some legos with them <laughs> You gonna like those legos? Step on though, oh, right? yeah. like, that's the thing about being a dad in a sitcom is you never want to step on a lego Yes, that hurts. I've done that many times. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I got I got my wife a few things for Christmas. One of the things I thought I was getting her a set of earrings. Today, I discovered that I ordered one earring. <laughs> <laughs> How does Whoa. that happen? I went back. I was trying to look at everything. Sure enough, it says quantity. And I said, one, I just assumed earrings were a pair. <laughs> I didn't think I was buying her one earring. It shows up. I'm like looking all around. I'm like, oh my God, the second earring isn't here. It's a style thing. Just one <laughs> earring. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, no, I got her one earring. It's like, fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's like a one really nice earring though. Oh, it's so nice. And uh I'm gonna rock it like a pirate is really my only option. <laughs> People asking what site it is if you want to shame anybody here. If you wanna if you wanna do some negative influencing, you can. <laughs> yeah, Clay says in the chat, no wonder the price was nice. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, I, I could get away with this price. Little did I know I needed to buy a second one. <laughs> Back That's to the drawing great. board on the Christmas gifts. Lesson learned. If I, I mean, I, I got her earrings last year, but next time I get earrings, I'm going to make sure there's two coming. Yeah, <laughs> I got lucky last time. Paul says, are all live splash plays like this? Must be a lot of editing when I listen to it as a podcast. <laughs> Spag, do you want to answer for what's happening right now? 
No, I, this is just us freelancing. The, the thing that people may not know watching the show, because Pete and I do such a professional broadcast each time, is that usually one take each time. We haven't had to edit anything. I feel like anything we've said that would get us canceled. We don't have enough people watching right now to get canceled. That's really the, the sweet spot to be in. Yeah, Spags at this point in the show has normally said something that makes me vaguely uncomfortable, worried <laughs> that people are going to come after us. But, uh, you know, he's Teflon, so we, we always survive. And I'm wearing a dog hat now. So I think that's sort of that. They're like, people like, oh, oh, this guy's just crazy. Don't worry about him. So I could say the worst things possible. I'm going to be going on my my alt-right rants in a moment. <laughs> Pure R slash red pills. we're against. <laughs> so, so what should we do? I mean, do we want to ask Pat what he's doing for Christmas? Or do we want to do, do you want to do some sort of game here? Some sort of fun yeah. stat splash play slash yeah. crossover with ship chasing type game yeah let's find out what pat's doing for christmas and okay. then we will I'm we will transition really anything all right well that was a great yeah. segment there we go <laughs> <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to get you off it that's not that could be entertaining i'm gonna be <laughs> drinking so many different types of beers just yeah, like all I'm different types of beer. beers Oh, this is a good question. Uh, T Goose wants to know, Spags, did we get anyone taking me up on the Conklin bit, the Tyler Conklin thing? There was one guy who tweeted in saying that if Eric Ebron is out, that he may go the Tyler Conklin route, which is honestly just a smart move at this point. If people didn't watch the last show, um, you know, Pete offered a hundred dollar bounty to anybody out there who plays Tyler Conklin in a league with more than a $200 prize. So some specificity in there, but I look, I think if that's the move here, if you want to just defray some of the costs, it's basically like hedging a bet. Did you guys see this? So Spags and I were doing our last waiver wire show of the year and Spags with his last pick selected Tyler Conklin. And I got so offended and I was like, Pat, did you just kind of go like, hmm, I could see it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I did. Cause like, <laughs> you see it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always knew I liked the thing I've ever heard. What, what's your, what's your problem with Tyler Conklin? If, if Rudolph's if out, that's in the fantasy championship is starting Tyler Conklin. That's, that's my problem. Tight end. That's a two tight end offense for sure. He's been yeah. pretty decent the last couple of weeks. He ran a bunch of routes last two week. Tight end league. I don't know how this is relevant. <laughs> and mean, he scored nine and 14 points the last couple of weeks. He's been playing a ton, running a lot of routes. He ran 68% of routes. That's pretty solid. All right. I want people to put their – a lot of people talking. Put Tyler Conklin in your lineup if you have a championship on the line. Verify that there's more than two hundred dollar prize, and I will send you a hundred dollars. Oh, this isn't a DFS. Oh. I thought I could just play like a two hundred dollar DFS lineup. This is season off. long waiver okay. wire draft. Oh okay. yeah, no, I don't know. I'm starting I season long. Long. I was feeling so good, and now they're just gonna tear me back down. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're not starting. You didn't get to the championship and then start. There's about. better options than Tyler Conklin. Yeah, probably. come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, not to steal a Pete bit, but I feel like the thesis of the waiver wire snake draft is that in the fourth round, you get a little weird with it. You just do something different. And Tyler Conklin, I feel like he's got the Troy Palomalu hair. He's a big dude. I, all things that hit my checkboxes of a fourth round pick. I mean, if you're looking for a low owned and cheap DFS play, Tyler Conklin, <laughs> you could do worse. Which is not what this was for. No. Ray, Ray Smith in the chat says, if. My tight end wasn't Kelsey, I'd be down. 
So <laughs> yeah. you, know, you got that. <laughs> it's the Tyler Conklin or Denzel Mims. Who gets more points this week? Oh, I will book that with you. Give me Denzel Mims to my grave. It's, this might be what we have to revisit in our in our ride or dive picks because I, I think that's uh, to be clear. We're not making these guys do ride or dive picks. We're going to do a special show. I think on Saturday mm-hmm. at some point, do a little half hour. A blitz through all that but yeah I just felt like Tyler Conklin made not respected and and Pete really like that was the moment where I think I broke Pete in a way where <laughs> just the season adding up all of it came out at poor Tyler Conklin you know we're tossing out you know thin play after thin play you know Russell Gage whatever and then he tosses out Tyler Conklin for someone who made it to their championship and I just absolutely lost it uh, <laughs> all right Spags do you have some some numbers don't lie because I'm here with two of the biggest number fantasy nerds in the biz. Do we think we can stump them? I'm still them? mad I lost this last time. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I remember about being on last time is that I lost to Pete on that. <laughs> I went against my gut. That that's tough. Whenever you're going against Pete, it's it's always a thing. We know Pete. If you watched Pete's last video on his YouTube channel, apparently been crushing it at DFS, and now he's he's gonna help others. Which I <laughs> I was watching that before I came on. It seems like a well-produced video, Pete. But I enjoyed your self-help approach in the beginning. Thank you, uh, Spags. You know all about how to get people to click on YouTube videos, so I knew you'd appreciate that. It was good. It was like it was the intro to you doing like your own version of Trump University, where it's this Peter Overset University on how to play DFS. Except I actually did win fifty thousand dollars playing DFS this year, and Trump is uh, he's broke. No, you know what? He's going to give us two grand. So I think he's he's been completely redeemed in my eyes over the last. He's going to pocket veto that bill, by the way. So like, not happening. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think here's what we should do. We should take a request from the chat. Give me, give us a couple players to choose from here. So it's not anything. There's no rigging here. No sort of preordained anything. And, um, we'll, we'll pull a stat. I'll pull one stat that seems interesting. Um, so put in your request in the YouTube chat. We'll take it and we'll basically treat it like a DJ. I feel like that seems interactive and fun for the whole family. And then, and then what's the drinking rules here? If you get it, if you're not the closest to the pin, then you drink. So is it, so, okay. So we're going to each give out a, a number. Yeah. So, well, I guess I'm just hosting it then. And I, and I'll just drink along with you guys. Cause I have, I have all the numbers in front of me right now. Pretty I, much can pull up, I, I can proctor one and, uh, and do it for you oh, guys. As well. Okay. Somebody's already asking Rojo. So I feel like we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> now that we have Pat on here, Ronald Jones, of course, a, a favorite of Pat Korean throughout the year. And, um, so Pat, you must know every single stat for Rojo just off the top of your head. Anyway, I don't because it's all emotion. It's all emotional. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's do a road to question. All right. So, uh, so, so basically I'm going to make you guys guess what the number is then. It's going to, it's just going to be whoever's closest. So here's an yeah. easy one. Let's start real easy here. Uh, Rojo has a pretty good share of this offense, roughly uh, 74% of the rushing yards. And that's a, that's an estimated number here that I do with a little bit of magic, but uh, the numbers, the rushing yards per game here, what would that number be? It's actually an interesting number. So, um, Pete, you choose the order 69. here. If you want to go first, you can. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to guess. <laughs> what was the number? 69. I guess 69 because you said it was an interesting number. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, me, that might have been. I was going to say a nice number, and then that actually that completely ruined it. So, Pete, you just lose here, and you have to drink. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what kind of? I win. Like, there's literally like one number that's interesting, and you just yeah. gave it away. I was thinking it's got to be in this ballpark of like sixty to eighty, and he goes, "Interesting number." <laughs> okay. Sixty-nine point two, in fact. So I guess I could have price and right prices righted you down to the decimal point, but yeah, sixty-nine point two rushing yards per game. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one here. 
Okay. I'm going to do a closest to the pin and you guys have to guess it. Um, I want you guys to guess how many rushing yards James Connor has this season. Ugh, not enough. Oh. 453. <laughs> All right. We got 453, Pat. <laughs> not very many. 425. 425. Spags. 578. Well, you weren't going to go prices right and just go 426 yeah. there. Spags is closest. It's 663. It, fe- it feels like 300. He had 663 rushing yards. That actually might be total yards, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a host who doesn't know what, what the answer is. No, no, no. It was 663. He has 145 receiving yards. It is 663 rushing yards. So Pat and Gretch have to drink on that. Oh, cheers. This is feels good. Feels good to know that. And honestly, I didn't cheat on that one. So even better. That's what, what you mean. Honestly, I don't actually accuse yeah, you. Know, yeah. That was otherwise. expected. <laughs> um okay uh do it do do you got another one i I like these closer to the pins okay little jordan humphrey actually i do like that one as a call because there's no way we're gonna know any little jordan humphrey stats offhand uh where let me see here all right um okay little jordan humphrey is targets per route so when he's running a route in a game how often is little jordan humphrey the best name in football going um gretch we'll ask you first Sorry, what? I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey, somebody wanted, was a request in YouTube chat. I should actually shout out who actually gave it. T Goose gave Lil Jordan Humphrey. Um, so the Saints there, Saints wide receiver. Yep. How often is he targeted per route? Targets per route run for Lil Jordan Humphrey. I don't even know how many routes. As a percentage, this guy to be clear. As a percentage, and I have no idea how many even routes this dude has run. I'm pretty sure last week was like one of his first games. He is targeted on 21% of his routes. All right, Pat, what about you? What do That's you think? Wrong. That's way too high. 24%. <laughs> no, you're you're too high. What? I'm too high at 21. 4%. What'd you say? 4%. Or no, okay, so Pete is the most wrong. I guess no surprises there. It's 20%. So Gretch wins. Whoa! I knew it was higher than I remembered, or higher than I thought it would be. That's because so. the routes yeah. were probably low, but I still thought twenty-one was too high. That's actually a very respectable number for Lord yeah. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. What do you have his A dot? Man, um, his A dot is four. Actually, no, that's yards per catch. Eleven point eight. Yeah, that's that's very respectable. This is taking me right back to college when we used to get around and uh, try to guess target share drinking games on yeah. Friday. <laughs> it's, it's perfect, dude. The real question, though, is Lil Jordan Humphrey better than Michael Thomas? Oh, wow. Whoa. Stick to, no, stick to Tyler Slim boy all day. I'm taking Slim Boy all day. <laughs> Let's see, okay. Michael. I have another closest to the pen for you guys. How many receiving yards does Cole Beasley have this year? Oh, shit. Ooh, it's more than you would think. It's more than <laughs> you would think. I know that. I'll, I'll guess. Let's yeah. do it, Pat. 780. 780 Pat. I was over that in my head. I'll expect, I want to go last this time. <laughs> I'm going to go 943. I was going to go 858, so I'll just stick there, right in between them. Um, Gretch is basically uh, very. Wait, Spags, what did you say? 943. Okay, Spags nailed it. It's 950. Oh. Whoa. Oh! Already oh, wow. 950. Good for, good for Beasley. Yeah, good yeah. for him. He's basically <laughs> been as good as Diggs. It's just people don't realize it because he's Cole Beasley. 
dude. Oh, he's not been as good as Diggs. Statistically, statistically, not in terms. He's outside routes are tougher. I know, but like he's clearly like the well, he's no Adam Thielen, but he's like the best wide receiver is not Adam Thielen. He runs yeah. a ton of routes for a slot wide receiver. That's true, but yeah. no, statistically, no. he's still like Diggs is over thirteen hundred yards already, leading the no. NFL. He's Diggs crushed. is like in a class of his own. Diggs is wide receiver three. Beasley's wide receiver fifteen right now. That's pretty crazy. That's I mean, yeah, wild. he's not far behind. Space, you have a very good point. I'm not trying to yeah. be. But no, like, I, it's honestly crazy because it happens to me every week where I'm like looking at the bills and going, oh, Diggs has to be that much better, especially for the showdown ones. And it's like, no, actually, Beasley is like hey, right there with them. Especially and- lately. Yeah. Week by week lately. I bet last five, six weeks, they've been very close overall. <laughs> Eric Belair, Lil Cole Beasley. Like, after, maybe it's just been Lil. <laughs> Lil Cole Beasley, I love People it. forget Cole Beasley can dunk. I've seen the video. Uh, he can also um pete <laughs> pete's lip eskimo bro chad hansen i don't know if this is a reference to something i didn't know that you shared something with chad hansen yeah you know what i was talking about how sexy chad hansen was on the swole cast and kitchen said i only think that because he also has no lips so uh i couldn't retweet that one in case patrick laird saw that and told chad that someone online said he had no lips um so it's just another instance of us no lippers taking hate from the <laughs> you big lipped assholes out there. Well, boy, don't still cut that clip, <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> or cut that clip and play it in a variety of, of not ideal ways. But let's see what Chad Hansen said. I got a good one here. Okay. Um, I, I feel like Pat's gonna know this. I don't know why. It's just in my gut that he's gonna know. But uh, air yards per target for Chad Hansen for beautiful Chad Hansen. Ada, we're talking. Yep. Ada. Okay. Wow. I'll um, go. Go. 14. Ooh. That might make me need to bump my number. I was going to be 12.8, but I'll be 13.2. Pete? I'm just going to price is right, you motherfuckers. 13.1. <laughs> so Gretchen's first instinct was correct. It's 12.7. Oh, <laughs> shit. I should have stuck with it. Excuse me. The language. I don't know. Drink what's, Splash Splash plays, uh, what's Splash Play's rules on, on swearing? Uh, well, uh, very pro even though we pretended initially that we weren't going to that was when we thought that was when we thought we were going to be a, a podcast of note with a mainstream media company and now we're just like doing that <laughs> we just don't care nice now pete's calling everybody big lip monsters all over the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's taking a turn all right i'm gonna do another one here i got a fun one this one's for eric belair in the chat he loved this dude how many receiving yards does Mo Alley Cox have this year? Oh, that's a good question. Because that one's tough. Because people think of him as like a red zone. Yeah, I'm going to say 178. Okay, Spags? 326. Pat? 275. I'm low. Spags is good at this, man. 374. Nice. Cox. Wow. A little higher than I would have thought. I, it's weird. I um, I don't know how I'm getting these right. If I mean, it's like I'm not. I've been writing a column. I've just been doing this show, and I think just people know from watching the show. It's not like it's made me a better DFS player. <laughs> it's made a, you a better stat party trick player. Clearly, apparently, <laughs> I was born to do this drinking game. I guess. Um. All right. I got. Let's see. I need a good. Give me a request in the chat here because I'm. I need a need one good one here. Uh. People asking about Jefferson and AJ Brown. Actually, you know, Jefferson's a fun one because rookie uh, rookies are Pete's fetish. So I feel like we should support that, support his kink for 
for Justin Jefferson. Actually, you know what? Here's a fun one. Van Jefferson, the other Jefferson, the the Costco oh. brand Jefferson, the mom. We have Justin Jefferson at home, and then it's Van Jefferson. Um, <laughs> what, um, how many catches per game does Van Jefferson have, Pete? Are these games played for Van Jefferson? Wait, what? Yeah, he's, yeah, like, catches per game, and he's played most of yeah. them. Okay, but you're right. He's been active most he's games. He's been so. active, but low catches. snap rate for a lot. Yeah. yeah. Catches That's the per trick. Okay. You figured out the trick, Pat. <laughs> I will say 2.5. Okay. Pat, what do you think? 1.5. Yeah, I'm going to go 1.4. Brian Hooper, oh. real quick, on the spot, how many catches per game do you think Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Van, Jeffer- Van Jefferson averages? Oh, God. 0.9. Point nine. So I think Gretch got it. One point two is the correct. I answer. was gonna say oh. one point one, but then I went low on those guys. So now when wow. I roster him, <laughs> I didn't know Brick was coming in to to have a third, a fourth guess. So I was going low on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Fantastic. Um, yeah. Splash play. This is the this is the big time. Oh yeah! Oh, I feel so like big. LOL gets more views than we get. We're just we just treat ourselves like we're big time. So Bags, people don't ruin it. the illusion for Brian's Make a Wish <laughs> guest appearance right now. <laughs> yeah, Brian's been running cold in DFS, and he's like, I just need to get on Splash Play before the season ends, so I can feel good. <laughs> but yeah, of course, Brian does the the LOLs podcast or LOLs. I feel like is what you guys call it more. I don't know why. In my mind, it's LOLs. But yeah, Brian, I feel like we're doing the, the Pete crossover episode now. We've got just about everybody in his life. So feel free just to roast Pete at will. My mom's no. coming on here actually in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm interested though. What are you guys going to do after football season? All, all, all four of you. Sleep? Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Bags, you you got you got NBA plans, right? I roll right into NBA. I'm I'm a man of all seasons. I try to be like the the bricks. Of course, Brian, better known as Brick seventy five out there, one of the top earning DFS players, and I'm probably better too. Uh, but like, I try to be like you and Alex and and like Osimo, like all these guys, and just play every sport. But um, NBA is my favorite, I think, money wise. But NFL, like spiritually, like my heart is there the most. All right, I want to do another question. What? Wait, what are you guys doing? In the offseason, I mean, the, the question's to you. You have to answer it. Getting crunk. Well, it's going to become a draft, Nick, I think is what the bit that we decided on. Right. He's going to learn college Pat's, football. Pat's just going to start, uh, like, as soon as the Super Bowl ends, he's going to be researching rookies for next year. What do you mean as soon as the Super Bowl ends, dude? I'm getting my notes together now. Yeah, he's already started. <laughs> it does not end. It so does see no, that. No other sports, huh? Yeah, Pete, no, Eric, and, Eric in the chat saying that you're an NBA thought leader. It does feel like this is the bit that people want from you. It's a, it's a bleed it's not in the a, NBA. The reason it's not a bit is it's kind of reality. And so I just, it's not as fun, you know, when you're just so preternaturally gifted at <laughs> NBA DFS and NBA best ball. So it's not so much a bit, but just kind of a way yeah. of life, Specs. <laughs> I, I do spend a little time on uh, MLB once that rolls around. So that'll be fun. okay. Stealing, stealing signals, uh, for MLB. Yeah. The, the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros. <laughs> you get, you get yourself involved in the scandal, Ben. Yeah. All right. I have a closest to the pin for you guys right now. How it. many passing yards? This is for you spags. How many passing yards does Ben DiNucci have on the year? Oh, that's great. <laughs> 
Um, I guess I'll go first because it was catered to me. I'll say 78. Okay. Let's go to, uh, let's go Brian here. Okay. Well, I was going to say 73, but then I just saw Gretch give a thumb up. And he knows <laughs> way more about this shit than I do. Uh, 89. 89. Pat? 115. Gretch? 116. He has 219 yeah. passing yards. I was going to say 170 at first. He yeah. surpassed all of our expectations. Yeah. A big moment for Italian-American QBs across the nation. <laughs> <laughs> he threw for 180 against the Eagles, and then he had 39 against right. uh, the football He had team. the whole start and then the partial other game. I was thinking yeah. it had to be at least over 150 probably. Yeah. He probably deserved more of a look, I think, if we're, if we're no, looking back. God, that start was bad. That 180 yards was brutal. It was on 40 attempts. You know who got screwed the most was Garrett Gilbert, and I feel like this is something I've noticed more this year trying to – No like, one ever said the phrase, Garrett Gilbert got screwed the most. No like, one. He played one game against the Steelers who blitzed like half the time, and he actually had a pretty good showing when the Steelers were still like playing well and not losing to the Bengals. And he just then they were just like, oh, yeah, Andy Dalton, get back in there. Like – that's bullshit to me. Like they did the same thing to Jake Luton too. Like I want my backup QBs to get a fair shot. Like play him against against Carolina. Play him against somebody who's like at least a middle of the pack team. It's unfair to put these guys against the Steelers. That's I, I like that point actually. I mean, fantasy douche back at Rotoviz used to make this point. Like if you're out of it, cycle through QB. See if you you hit something. Especially mobile QBs. He used to make the point about Jeff Driscoll way back in the day. And Driscoll's had his moments at, at different times in his career. Danucci could be that guy. I mean, at least find out. I don't know. I firmly think so much of it is based upon like that first start they get. And like Luton looked okay, but then he had a couple tough matchups after. I think I think his first one was against Houston or somebody who was like soft. And like if you get that first like a good three game run where you're getting a shot, like people are going to think you're a good QB because you're getting the results. And I think it's so much more of a usage position than it is, you know, an actual talent position. What what do you experts think about uh, Rosen? Done is he donezo or he got a shot? I think he's I think he's mostly done. That would be my read, but I'm <laughs> curious to hear what everybody thinks. It's it's such a hard thing because guys who are as bad statistically as he's been don't improve almost exclusively, but you can't compare him his situations to anyone. His situations have been brutally bad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> bad. I, I mean, maybe his situations haven't been all bad. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was probably crushing it at UCLA. I'm sure he was at USC, my alma mater, with a much better selection of co-eds. But, you know, still still pretty good for UCLA. You guys have heard this story, right? That he had this in his dorm room? Yeah. No, I've not. No, I've never seen this. Never, I have no idea no. about it. Either. It's amazing. Putting a hot tub, like, pool is in his dorm room. Oh, this is in his dorm room. This is in his dorm room. I'm giving him at least... A one percentage point bump in his percentage to, to come back and be a good NFL QB. No, I'm, that I'm ingenuity I'm, right there. I'm less impressed with him now. <laughs> like a pool. Oh my! Hey God, I got another one to you pull got up here. In there, it worked. Uh, I got a hot tub. Come on over to my dorm. Was it hot? Is the no. water there hot, or is it? Like, well, that was why he got in trouble because it was a heated hot tub. So, okay, like, all right. Fire in there with bubbles. Is there bubbles going on right now? What's happening? <laughs> He's like eating taquitos <laughs> in his hot tub. All right, I'm, I'm back in. That plate is in. Messy. It was a hot tub. Like, on his there. hands are messy. He's got to wash that off in the water. <laughs> then you got food swirling around. What's happening? 
Spags, this is when we named our podcast Splash Play. It was because of Josh Rosen's hot tub dorm room. Uh, Michael and, and Permar in the chat pointing out that he's probably team sex. So yeah, that that hot tub probably looked like egg egg drop soup by the end of the. Nothing more than wristband there either. This is after a long night. It's, he was honestly he was a beast when he was in college. Like I I remember the game that he like I think he threw five touchdowns against USC and like he was so good. But it, once you like shatter these guys' confidence and put them in bad spots, like I just don't know that they're capable of digging out. Yeah, Josh Rosen, man. I think what a lot. He's if got he right one more shot. It'll be it'll be interesting. It, like if if he comes back from some time off, because you're right. Sometimes they're you know these guys whatever confidence gets shattered. Or maybe they're just not good. Who you know? It's hard to, to differentiate. But if he comes back from some time off and shows a little something, maybe we can forget some of the, the really bad spots he was in because he's been in some bad spots. What do we know about him, really? I mean, he had that one horrible year in Arizona where the entire offense was a disaster, and then he didn't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. But well, no, he actually played ahead of him for the early part of yeah. That he was year. so much worse than Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Well, but no, Fitzpatrick's was- not bad. There, there were some some good points I saw uh, in his brief Miami time that that he got hit with a lot of drop, like a, just a high drop rate with his receivers. Uh, some yeah, yeah. Good balls that he threw. I, I've seen some clips on Twitter where they like that like compiled some big drops. He could have had better stats in Miami if some balls got caught that should have been caught. Basically, it was a very small sample, but. Actually, I have a question for the room because this is something we've talked about a lot on here, and you guys can tell I'm passionate about it. But who is your favorite backup QB in the league? Because I oh, feel like Jeff Driscoll, I think. Is it really Jeff? Because he's mobile and he moves around and he's yeah, not. Really I love guys that come in and just are chaotic. Brett Rippin was also pretty good. He's the one that I like. I look the most fondly upon because he was really good that one showdown slate, and that's that was that's what I remember. Just the one time that I won money off of a QB. I well, used. I mean, I used to like Mike Glennon when he was on the box. Oh, you were a hipster Mike Glennon fan. Look at, look at Brian. Hooper's just shaking his head. What are Brian, you saying? That's like the shake of a head that's like a man who's lost $100,000 on Mike Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mike Glennon? I, I want to drill into this because there's some psychology here. What about Mike oh, Glennon? Oh, God, here goes. In- Let me get on the couch. Gretsch is going to psychoanalyze me. Let's be honest. He doesn't bring anything to an offense. You can't do anything. He's a statue. There's, It's an Chris. old school offense. He has to stand back and throw. What about Mike Glennon in, like, appeals to you? Gretch, if a single backup quarterback brought something to the offense, they'd be a starting quarterback. <laughs> How thin are Glennon's lips, though? That's the question. He's oh. tall. He's got a long neck. You can see over the offensive line. He's I don't got a long these, neck, that's for sure. I don't need these little Italian midgets throwing the ball into the back of their <laughs> offensive linemen. Mario is an iconic character and a, a hero of athletic conquest. He saved the people of Mushroom Kingdom, and you're going to insult short Italian men? It's it's nonsense, Pete. It's nonsense. <laughs> Brian, who's your favorite backup quarterback? Uh, probably Josh Rosen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's favorite, Taysom Hill. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, but Mike Lennon brings up you have like the same talent evaluation skills as Ryan Pace, so that's not <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> I'm not identifying talent. This is an arbitrary reason of why we like these guys. I don't have to have a football reason for it. I would love to see Rosen or or Taysom Hill or anybody trying out for the Bears. Like I, I'm all for like a scrap peep. We talked about this once, peep. Just like the Kurt Warner strategy. Remember the first season Kurt Warner started, where 
I can't remember the first quarterback went down, then Green went down, and then finally they gave Warner a shot. It's like just keep trying these guys and then just get rid of them after a week or two instead well, of just sticking with garbage for a year and a half or two years. Are you, you a Bears guys- fan? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't care about sports that much anymore, but I've gambled too much. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the Bears are still my favorite Bears team. Are, right. are you worried they'll trade for Carson Wentz? No, yeah, I thought about that. But, like, um, I, I, I personally don't really care either way because I, I only watch Red Zone now, so it's not like I'm going to sit there and watch the whole game. I just want them to get rid of pace. And, yeah. then, and then from there, just, like, whatever, try something completely new. Uh, Wentz isn't gonna. Wentz isn't gonna write the ship. Like they're, they're Mitch hasn't been that bad this year. Like he's better than Wentz this year. I think you could make a pretty good argument for. Do you think he's bar. got any upside though? I mean, like no, a lot of what Mitch has done has been in garbage time in some games. I, I'm yeah. not a big. I, I'm not buying into that. But I do think Wentz is gonna wind up in Denver. That's such a John Elway move, right? Oh, oh yeah. God, that that's makes yeah. That's got to be like once I saw that he's asking for a trade, I was like, "Oh, dude, Denver is Wentz better than Drew Locke? I mean, honestly, that's Drew Locke is destined to be our favorite backup quarterback. You know, nah, he's like our right. generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? But I he's like not that. good. You have to be good and bad. Well, it give him a decade. Okay. <laughs> And Drew Locke is up to a 29% completion rate on deep throws. So he's he's been killing it, I think, recently. <laughs> All right. I got another closest to the pin for you guys. JJ Arthega Whiteside receiving yards in 2020. Oh, God. 40. 12. Zero. Okay. Spag says zero. Uh, Gretch says 12. God, did you say four? 40. 40. Oh, 40. Brian? Zero with a fumble. <laughs> he has Wait, that's not possible. 45 receiving yards. He had 37 <laughs> yards against the Steelers in week five. I knew they were banged up so bad they needed to play him one week. So that's why I guess 40. <laughs> Man. Oh, people po- people pointing out PJ Walker. That's actually that is my favorite backup QB. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's, okay. a really oh, good one. that's it. That's it for sure. I that will is- say I was pretty disappointed that Derek Carr was practicing in full today, and, and we might not get another Marcus Mariota week. Oh, oh you're right. That would have been fun. RG3, I was thinking of as well while, while we were kind of talk, passing it around. But P.J. Walker was so fun in the exit. Yeah, he was really man. fun. He was and better he was, than Teddy Bridgewater in the one game he played this year. Yeah, yeah. he was fun for Carolina. I want to I see he was him in a gig. Those interceptions guys, in the end zone, are, they're never going to give you another shout out to that. Do you guys yeah. think there's something to that of almost like psychological with like the backup quarterbacks? They, they don't like the lifelong backup quarterbacks. They don't get the reps. They don't get the big time. Like PJ Walker was in the XFL in February, just slinging it around, comes into the NFL. He's not scared. He, he doesn't care if he throws a red zone pick. Like he's just whipping it. And I feel and like won. he threw two red zone picks, but they won. I mean, he, yeah. he brought a lot to yeah. their offense. Like he was playing well. Yeah. I He's no, Peter, I think that's an interesting too. question. Like, I think psychologically, maybe yes. Like, yeah, like he was just playing real football instead of sitting on a sideline for three or four years, like some of these backups. And he comes in a few months later and he's he's ready to go, man. He was he was slinging it. Yeah. It's weird because coaches just hate those guys that, that turn the ball over, but they lean towards the guys who just play tight and don't add any value to the offense. That's worse. You know, you'd rather have a guy like PJ Walker who at least is chucking it, I think. 
Well, there was somebody on Twitter, one of the NFL stats, like well, the NFL faster guys was tweeting about, there was some Reddit thread about how, like, if you run the ball for four yards on first down, it's actually not as good as just being like having a first and 10, because you're technically behind the eight ball and you're less likely to score if you do that. And I feel like that's sort of the thing where I'd rather have a guy who's going to at least take a shot because, you know, even if he turns it over, like, you know, he's going to take more shots and at least there's going to be a, a positive movement downfield, like. To me, that's why Josh Allen became a viable QB because he was taking deep shots and then he learned how to actually throw it. And like that's sort of the, the fearlessness is such a big part of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the verticality is, is a huge thing. Willing, willingness to push the ball down the field is, is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, and it's it's like to the running backs that get benched for fumbling and you see how tentative they are with that stuff because they're just terrified of the coach being like, yeah, you're going to go sit on the bench and never play again. And then they're not actually running hard <laughs> and doing what they do well. Cause they just have the specter of the, you know, asshole coach looming over everything they do. Josh Allen is a, was a great call of pull from the PJ Walker conversation. Cause like that, that's what Walker does. That's what like Mike Vick did. If you have the ability to push the ball down the field with some accuracy, some success and you're mobile, like they have to play off, right? They have to respect your arm strength, and then you can scramble when you make, you know, some some moves in the pocket. You don't necessarily have to check down or be able to even need to throw accurately short because you can run. Like Josh Allen got by winning games early in his career when he was less accurate because he either was chucking it or running. You know, yeah. he didn't need to complete a lot of short passes. I have a good closest to the pin stat here, which is about a QB. I don't think anybody of us, any amongst us will qualify as a favorite QB, but what do you guys think is Cam Newton's QB rating when he's been pressured, according to PFF? 43. The thing is, is I don't even know what's like a realistic number for yeah. this. <laughs> it's a lot lower. Under pressure is a lot lower. Like even like 70 to 80 is really good under pressure, yeah. I would say. Then I'll say positive. 20. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's a good QB, like uh, somebody who's good under pressure this year would be uh, Brian Hoyer, who's got a 90. <laughs> okay, but that's not where I was expecting to go. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Garoppolo's got an 88 QB rating under pressure. So if that helps, that's... What is, that's what is Mahomes have? Mahomes is... Let's see. Mahomes is at a 98.4. Oh, jeez. He's so good. Like he's a he's a hundred passer rating under pressure. Oh, actually, like, no, I, I messed that up. He's actually at an eighty four. Justin Herbert's at a ninety eight point four. Justin Herbert's a star. He's a star. Yeah, he's he's a monster. Okay. All over Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. But, Brian, uh, do you have a, yeah. an answer for this one? I do. the The cam number is forty. Oh or, no, we haven't. We, Brian yeah, hasn't yeah. guessed yet. Uh, yeah, Brian, zero, zero with a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Just Martingale, it, Brian. <laughs> Cam Newton is at a 39 QB rating under pressure, 5% or 5.3% interception rate. And he takes a sack 23% of the time. Yikes. Wow. I went with 43. Did I, Pete, did you, you even that. guess at that? No. Spags just steamrolled over me like yeah. he always does. <laughs> I thought everybody's heart wasn't in it. So I was like, let's just get the answer out so people don't listen and go like, oh, these guys never fucking You knew no one could beat the 43 guess. I get uh, it. <laughs> Honestly, Gretsch is an easy number two in this game right behind me. Here we go. <laughs> Let's. This isn't closest to the pin. This is a name. Which uh, skill position player that's not a quarterback do you think has the most fumbles lost this season? Ooh, that's great. 
I will just say the quarterback that has the most fumbles lost is Derek Carr. He has eight. <laughs> but Skill this is position player that's yeah, so not back a QB. Tight end. I'll tell you who it's not, Jonathan Taylor, who had fumble issues. And the one time he fumbled, everyone said, oh, God, he has fumble issues. He's literally fumbled one time all year. Now's not the time for you, all Jonathan right, Taylor. All right, Pat. Zeke. Spags? Ooh, Man, I don't track fumble rates, so because oh, I just no? I don't want, oh, no. so I have, I'm going completely blind here. I'm gonna say uh, Juju. All right, Brian. I don't even uh, uh, project fumbles. But... <laughs> oh, really? You need to adjust your models. What a fish! Yeah, there's a lot of they're, they're not very predictive. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is uh, recency. How about uh, your guy Swift? Okay, Gretch. Those are all good guesses. I like the Zeke one the most. I think you want to think a lot of touches. Yeah. Um, I know Dalvin Cook's had a couple, so I'm going to say him. Yeah, Pat is right. Zeke yeah. has five. Melvin Gordon has four. Dalvin has three. Man. A lot of guys with two. But How many Zeke does Tony five? Pollard have? Uh, well, Gordon, Gordon was drunk in his defense. I mean, <laughs> you're going to lose a couple extra ones. Pollard, uh, zero. Zero yeah. fumbles lost for Tony. Right, Pollard. There you go. Play Tony Pollard to be what I would say. <laughs> if they 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 have to, my my they best should. ball underdog team, please don't arrest me. I need Tony Pollard this week. I'm rooting for you. That's as I always am on the show. No, hey, you're how's, not. The, how's that team looking? It's good if Tony Pollard plays, Pat. That's kind of all right. We I'm got him. Say. We got him. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Entrapment. <laughs> Do we want to do a Billy Maker lineup? I know, Pete, that was one of your things, and yeah, I feel like that, that seems really Billy Maker lineup. Oh, yeah. um, I do. Brian said his sim for this week's Millie is just about to wrap up, so this should be. Yeah, I want to get Brian's take on this for sure. Yeah. I got to pee. You guys, How many you guys are you running, Brian? Are you running 10,000? Uh, five in football because I don't have enough time. I, see, I, I run a hundred and I feel like a poor person because I'm like, I can't justify spending more time running Sims, especially when, you know, the projections change and all that. And I, it's, it's tough. It's, it's hard getting into the Sim game, but not having the full, like not being about Sim life. Yeah. hundred seems like you might want to up that because you might, you might not have enough sample there and get some weird, weird stuff going on. I don't know exactly what you're doing, but like usually you want like at least a thousand. Okay. It's helpful to the process. We, uh, Pete and I earlier in the year, Pat, I don't know your stance on the, on the Monte Carlo sim process. And, you know, people have really elaborate ones, but like, for me, it was an important visualization thing just to understand ownership better. Because like, I think when you come in as a casual player and you're like, Hey, uh, you know, I have my read on who's going to be a good play this week. And, Oh, this guy should be a slam dunk. And you end up playing 75% of them. And that never works out in football. Like just some sort of visualization. on like, Hey, this guy's getting there. 30% of the time is just, Helpful for me as somebody who's way too exuberant on any sort of decent play, like a Tyler Conklin. Brian, what's like, how do those sims work? Like, what are you plugging in? Like, what are you using to sim them? I don't have any real understanding. Of what are you gonna for that, yeah, I got to sign off. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the, it, you could do it, Pat, you could do it a hundred different ways. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So the way most people do it, and I'm guessing this is probably how, how Chris does it is Chris, do you, do you sim like just fantasy points with like some sort of normal distribution? Yeah, I use their standard deviation and then, mm -hmm. and I like use the inverse, uh, the inverse function on Excel. Yeah, but yeah. The inverse normal. Yeah. And so like, that'll work for fantasy points to some extent. 
But a lot of times the real tough part is dialing in those distributions. So like, for example, distributions on receptions look a hell of a lot different than they do on fantasy points, especially like basketball fantasy points, because the slope of a, of a reception, a receiving distribution would is shaped like it's shaped like this. It's like, like, I don't know, like, a, like going up a, a snow hill or something. Yeah, and in the shape of uh, like a normal distribution, you know, is your standard bell curve. But you don't want you can't do that with receptions because you're going to get zero a whole shit ton of time. And no one has forty receptions. There's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my database, like the highest, was like twenty or something like that. I right, can't remember. Right. Um. So, so like you got to dial in your dis- distributions, and it's and so like for example, if you're pricing uh, a receiving prop, for example, you can't just go to awesome O's projections. And then it says, uh, you know, pick a wide receiver, Taysom Hill, great wide receiver. He, he's going <laughs> to, he, let's say he's projected for like two, two and a quarter uh, receptions. And then you go and you look at the prop and it's priced at two. Let's just say there's no VIG, right. Just to make the math simple. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a good bet because the distribution for receptions is not, is not the same as it is for other, uh, other things you might sim out. And so it's in, in, in football, actually, it's technically a little less. So especially when the uh, receiving prop gets lower and lower. So the higher, the, the ones in like six, seven, eight range, you don't really normally get that high, but it will, will resemble more of a, like a normal distribution with a, with a big high tail end to zero. Um, so yeah, it depends on what you're, what you're trying to accomplish and you got to kind of mess with it. And so he does fantasy points, but like, if you're going to do a showdown sim, in my opinion, anyways, like you want to have it all in there to some extent, because what you're trying to do is um, like if the defense goes off. So if you're going to tell a story, right, for these hand builders, now you're talking you about your to actually reflect that. Yeah. So what happens when the defense goes off? Right. So it all has to be connected in one way or another. And so you could do that in a whole bunch of different ways. But I just would stress what I was saying before Gretz got back here is like, you really got to dial in the distributions and, and figure out how all that works and then, and then connect it in some way or another. I do mine in Excel with, with some outside programs too. Um, But uh, uh, there's a, there's a hundred different ways. I I love that point though. I, I came in halfway through, but I love that point about the low props like you're essentially saying the percentage that a guy doesn't catch a ball is even though the projection might be whatever, 10 yards and the prop is five yards, 10 yards is an average of all the outcomes, but it might be 75% of the time it's zero. And the other 25% of the time it can stretch out to 50 or more. And so the average is 10, right? Yeah. And the median matters too. Right. And, and so obviously we're not going to use a linear chain, a linear graph here because you can't get negative yards. Well, theoretically you can't get negative yards. You can't get negative receptions for sure. Right. And so you're just going to get so many zeros. So when I post my props and people are like, you have 2.25 uh, receptions for Taysom Hill. Why are you, but be- why does it say the under is better? It's like, well, because he's going to get zero so many times that the, the total number of, of times is going to be under whatever the yeah. line is plus you're, the VIG. You're counting times. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. you count time. Exactly. Yeah. Is Rather there, than you, averaging, you're counting all the iterations. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, if I was going to uh, provide like an awesome type of product for here's what you should plug into your optimizer, you'd get my average of everything summed up. 
but to price a prop or just to, to build a sim, you can't you can't do that because yeah. especially even with a bell curve, Gretch, you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. the shape's not going to be right. It's not going to be the right shape for the distribution you're trying to uh, to sim out. <laughs> Pete in the chat, trying, Pete like a like a child not getting attention. <laughs> so like, I, I do have a question though, like because I think it's interesting, and, and we can go to something more light and fun. But like Brian, do you think there's going to be a point at some point, like sometime soon, where this is just a standard? Because I know Daily Roto launched their like their sim results thing, and I know Osmo we have one as well, and like a lot of sites are putting these in. And like, is this sort of the next stage of DFS where it's all about weighing this? Because it does seem like it's getting to democratize pretty fast yeah well me and pete have been uh going back and forth a little bit on whether anyone's doing this stuff anyways i think a decent amount of the the, the guys who who play a high volume are doing something similar and so i don't think you can really it build a product to do exactly what i would recommend someone does because there's a difference between simming out fantasy points like like we were, we were talking about before with just like a normal distribution and go, this guy won this time, this guy, like a horse race type of thing by position. Um, and then providing that data to customers. Like that's what they, that's what they're doing basically. And then being able to apply that into a 300,000 man GPP, you know, those are two different other skill sets there for sure. Especially in showdown, yeah. especially in showdown. Cause there's a couple other layers that you, that you have to go through. And, um, I, somebody could, if they put in the time, though, they could, they could. I mean, it's getting close to solved. Whenever you hear Pete stop talking about his DFS playing because he's been getting his ass kicked by people running Monte Carlo Sims, like that's when you'll know they've hit a certain critical mass. I feel like, <laughs> so, okay. no, you guys <laughs> running circles around your butt. He's lighting stage around an bad. arena like Kyrie Irving. Just. Oh. <laughs> I just feel like it's secure because he just listened to uh, Brian describe his sim and he's like, oh my goodness, I've been doing the Play-Doh version of sims over here. A sim dick measuring contest. Like, Brian just rolled it out. It just kept going like a red carpet. And I'm just here holding it up and just hoping for the best. But it's all about, you know, how hard, the love you put into each sim. I handcraft each sim. You hand build your sim? <laughs> I give them a little bit of love. I whisper to them as they go. Like, hey, it's going to be a good day for you. <laughs> I, I seem I just imagine what I want to have. You guys want to build a Millie Maker lineup? You want to hand build a simmed team? Yes. I think we should do it. And also, if we if this wins a million dollars, we should launch uh, some sort of like bootlegfantasypoints.com. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, all it takes is one Millie Maker winner, and then you can have a, a very successful DFS site for the rest of time. Exactly. The most interesting part, I think, is is obviously all, like we were talking about all these distributions, but like all the distributions are projections, right? They they are guesstimates based on past data. But we've also talked millions of times about how chaotic the NFL is. So if you have an edge somewhere where you believe something is changing in a way that you want to take a stand on something, you can certainly bypass all of these numbers in a way, like essentially you would be changing the projection and then rerunning the SIM and, and come to different results. Uh, so there's, there's still wiggle room. Like people hear this stuff, I think, and they think, you know, the, the computers are going to ruin us, but like, there's no, like that. We know the NFL is chaotic week to week. That's the one thing that is, is constant. It's the only thing that's constant is that everything changes. And so there is room for you to be like, this is a new trend, and I believe in this, 
And I think the projections are wrong this week for these reasons. I think part of it too is uh, that I've been trying to do more is combine like what you think of as somebody you can analyze a sport and like, you know, I'm not, I, I do watch all the games. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, team watch the games necessarily. Like, I don't think that adds value, but if you could line the data up to like your perspective where it's like, Hey, this team gets killed by the slot. And also Cole Beasley is like a guy popping up for, you know, 15 times more of a, a chance to get into the optimal lineup than his actual ownership is going to be like, I think that's the ideal world of it, but it's still, you know, you're then doing some guesswork with the data. And I know for somebody like Brian, who's playing so much money, like you want to just trust the data for me as like an asshole. I want to do a little bit of both. Yeah. I can give you an example of what Gretch is kind of talking about there in, uh, in like the NBA, a, a good example is like Spurs players. Uh, I don't know how familiar I know. I know uh, Spags knows all about this, but like Popovich will screw up screw with their minutes all the time. Right. So like, if you were going to do a standard, like, um, uh, a, a typical, I should say distribution of minutes played, like if you're super knowledgeable about the Spurs for some reason, you know, like this guy's not gonna, he has a chance to play this. So he might have like a double hump distribution, you know, of minutes that are you like here and here, but not right? here. <laughs> The classic, you know, the classic bimodal distribution, of course. I knew Peter you know, sexy here at 1130. <laughs> I'd like to see a double hump. I'll tell you. <laughs> we need Josh Rosen back. Why, yeah, why, am I, why try, see? Why even try? <laughs> All right, let's never see the bimodal distribution that he didn't you know, have to comment on. So to be clear, Pete's just building a lineup here. And, yeah, and Pete, what's going on here? So the chat said they wanted JT in the flex, and then they wanted Herbert. And I was like, fuck these guys and their bimodal distribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You no, keep talking. You sim. I, you I thought sim you, guys, you guys do a whole show on stat chasing. I've been asking you questions. I'm curious about this stuff. I'm not the one talking about double humps and on the tail on the flesh. You know, honestly, Pete is just stealing stat valor, is what he's doing by doing a show called stat chasing. Like, he just, <laughs> he really he just wants to pretend he's a, he's a valor stealer. It's I'm really a little concerned <laughs> with the chat right now because they've built a naked Herbert lineup with two Browns wide receivers but i'm just trusting them right now wait what no they have montgomery now you have to you you 100 have to go away from the chat at this point i'm trusting not allowed there. to play david montgomery that's i rule. have a few tickets this one is from the chat and then you guys keep talking about it we'll build one together but i'm finishing this lineup out with the chat these are the kind of lineups that win the million maker david well, johnson what is the david foundation johnson of these had 16 runs? catches all year and then he had 11 last week but you're gonna you're gonna bank on that. All I'm doing is trusting the chat here. Chat though, we do need to save a little bit of money. <laughs> they don't know <laughs> these people here. Montgomery, I like Montgomery as a play. He's one of those dudes that people are just so mad at for previous Eric, transgressions, but he's been a monster. Eric says Keenan, uh the other Eric. We can't oh Clay said Mims. You had me at Mims. <laughs> Pete, you don't have Herbert stacked with anyone. You have Montgomery and Komet. Komet would be a leverage play on Montgomery. Gretch, I have to go. I don't know if you understand this. I have not one pick I want. I'm literally doing what the chat says. (laughs) I have no say in this lineup other than Mims. (laughs) (laughs) You think Mims is ever going to score 10 fantasy points like in his career? Probably not. This is the lineup. That the chat built, okay? No. Justin Herbert, no, unstacked. Do it. 
David Johnson and uh, David Montgomery, Jarvis Landry, Higgins. We got a Brown, Cole Komet, Jonathan Taylor, Texans D. This is how you win, and I'm burning one of my no, tickets on it. Thank you. How you win? That is not how you. Win. Like two half stacks in there. What's going on? Right. He's got two Cleveland receivers and a Jets bring back, but he's got a Chargers quarterback. You're <laughs> making <laughs> Herbert. What are you? What is the chat saying? Those weren't picks. Roll back the tape, Clay. You guys mentioned all those names. I gave you what the what? people wanted. Why does the world have a hard on for Cole Komet? Like, why is this a thing that happens every single time? Like, Played I hundred percent snaps. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Graham still has more touchdowns by a wide margin. Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I and everybody always brings up Cole Komet, and I like his name is fake, and I just don't enjoy it. He's the Tyler Conklin of that offense. Yeah. Just, he wishes. He fucking wishes. Yeah. He, he has he has moved into a bigger snap role. That's the only argument like against Graham, but Graham's still playing and uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I I was high on him in uh in stealing signals for a couple of weeks and then I kind of backed off cuz they're still using Graham. They're using two tight end sets. They're thrown to Graham in the red zone. It's I don't know. I mean, Komet ran a route last week on 77% of dropbacks. I mean, that's a lot. Like he's, yeah. he's his role has been increasing 62 the week before that, and he'd been down closer to 50 before that. So you are starting to see more and more of him on the field. I don't hate it. Oh, he's just I, I just feel like if you have Jimmy Graham there and he's basically, I mean, touchdown equity, which I know is a, the buzzword of the year that we use here. And I think it has a value as a phrase like he scored as many touchdowns as Allen Robinson. Like, I don't think that's going to change because that's always been Jimmy Graham's M.O. since he's been was was slaying some of the, the finest girls in Miami. He's always been a touchdown hunter. Yeah, but it's just after There's one I know, and it, uh, that's why that came out. I thought you were going to say he's always been a milf hunter, but you went with touchdown hunter there. <laughs> No, he's uh, there. There's one blonde girl who uh, did videos for Barstool who he used to hook up with when he was in college. And I, Jimmy Graham for will ever hold a, a special place in my heart for that. What was the thing with the Miami crew back when it was uh, was it great crew or seven floor crew? Yeah, the seven floor crew. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they did a rap song. Crew. Yeah, yeah, Josh Rosen should have been part of the seven floor crew <laughs> for sure. You know, Wait, not, that- most, uh, not the most culturally sensitive. Uh, lyrics in that song no that today they would literally not get drafted if they did that song was that yeah, greg olsen one where, where greg olsen's talking about yeah he's got he's got the third leg people in the chat pointing yeah, it out yeah. Third leg. yeah yeah okay yeah having I, sex with uh, ear, a girl's ear okay brian <laughs> <laughs> brian knows the classics <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to grab the timestamp 106 for that clip? <laughs> <laughs> Black this is going to be a tough hey, one. Hey, that was I like how I know every NFL player's sexual history. I just, you know, I like to dig deep. That's what I, <laughs> people really also took note of when I mentioned that Julian Edelman got a blowjob from a girl I was in love with. <laughs> And that was uh, that was one too. It's Me and Julian. Elton, too no one's no long. one's even paying attention anymore. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll allow you guys the chat. Tried to build a lineup, it didn't go well. So maybe the five of us will have better luck. All right, but Hooper, I wanted to know who you had in your Sims this week. Who, who's looking good? Release the Sims, Brian. <laughs> I haven't even started yet. I don't know what Pete's oh. talking about. <laughs> really, Brian has them. He just refuses to disclose them right now. I'm a bit too busy losing money at basketball right now, Peter. I don't have time for the Sims. 
Who All is right. the, the Cunter guy that you played? Cuncher? Stags knows who he is. What? Wait, who? No, I don't know a Cunter. Cuncher. K-O-N-C-A-R. Oh, John Conchar? You played Conchar? There we go. You should not have played John Conchar. No, that's I, agree. that's I have to say, Brian, like I respect you so much because I know Brian actually does make a killing at this, which is very hard to do. But people in the YouTube chat asked about John Conchar today, Brian, and I think less of you now by proxy. <laughs> I had I had him in I had him in one lineup, one lineup. <laughs> Will people, all right. All right. Let's get to this lineup. Will people be afraid of Deontay Johnson still because of the drops? Because I think he's kind of interesting. Huge target share last week. He seems to be their only option. If you wanted to play Jonathan Taylor, got a pretty good little in-game correlation there. Okay. So are you trying to do two picks, Ben? <laughs> this is what we call the Davis Maddox. I was any picks. I was talking out loud as I'm looking yeah. at the game. I, do you like Deontay Johnson in a vacuum or only if he's mini correlated with Jonathan Taylor? Mm. Oh, am I making first pick? Is that is are we at? Are we starting? You get one pick. It could be Jonathan Taylor. It could be Deontay Johnson. But it sure as fuck ain't both. (laughs) (laughs) So unbelievably sassy. (laughs) You should be working at a diner in a sitcom. (laughs) Sure as fuck ain't both. Kiss my grits. That's Pete. I miss you, Misty Kitchen. I will take with my one pick. Uh, <laughs> I haven't dug into this slate enough. I'm just kind of I'm I'm looking through. I shouldn't be going first by any means. People people are definitely going to judge you by what you pick in this live stream at 11:45 p.m. I I, time. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about actually not ruining our lineup. But I I will take uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think he's a really Vaguely, I mean, I don't this know. This is great, Gretz. You put Deontay Johnson in our head as the mini correlation, then you went to Deontay Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is Taylor a good play at Pittsburgh? Uh, they're favored. Oh my god. I mean, would you play Trent Richardson at Pittsburgh? Because that's kind of what you're looking at here. Yeah, that's a good point. I definitely would. So yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Brian Hooper next. Why don't we do Deontay Johnson then get Leone on and put Ty Hilton in? <laughs> How about a low owned? Josh Rosen at QB. He's <laughs> <laughs> not in the player pool. <laughs> Come on, Drake. He's on the Saturday. No, no Adam yeah. eventually. Just save a spot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This hand building stuff. What's Brian, come on. Break out of your sins. Hey, a little birdie told me that Deontay Johnson's a really big correlation. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go with Deontay Johnson. I oh, think. man. Yeah, you kind of describe what you love about Deontay Johnson. I think the people would love to hear it. Yeah, he, he drops a lot of passes. <laughs> uh, all I know about him. <laughs> just, just say he correlates well with Jonathan Taylor, Brian. Okay, sure, yeah. I'm not sure that's even true, actually. But <laughs> all right, Pat, Miles Sanders. Oh my god! All right, Spags. Uh, I mean, should I should I hog the money and make it really difficult? <laughs> should I? I think Tyreek Hill is a gigantic smash play this week, but I don't know that we can afford him. What you didn't see? Miss practice today. 
Oh, did he? I mean, I he he probably was just busy being a great parent. Would be yeah, like maybe pull your head out of your busted <laughs> Monte Carlo Sims and read the player news for it's one. basketball season, Pete. I'm not going to be ready until Saturday when we have to do a show. Uh, I won't go Tyreek then. I'm going to go. You know, what I'm going to go. I'll go to that that thin lip bastard, Chad Hansen. Shockingly high total for Houston, 27.3 implied points. Chad Hansen, uh, you know, famously has a 14.1 yards uh, per target. <laughs> mean, I think. All right. If you're going to play Chad Hansen, you don't fucking half-ass it. You jam in Deshaun Watson. So there we go. Yeah, I love it. So back um, to me, then I'm going to take uh, Gio against Houston's run D. So we're going three running backs in this economy? <laughs> I don't know who played Miles Sanders. What the hell was that? Take it up with your chasing signals, bro. That was a classic DVP play. <laughs> All right. We don't have to play Geo. We can play. I mean, we got to bring it back. Play Gio? Gio's not a bad pick at all. Yeah, Geo's good here. All right. Mm. We'll play fucking three shitty running backs. Sounds great. <laughs> I like Geo here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy who just turned into a bell cow overnight. He's going to delete this lineup and double enter the chat one. <laughs> God, I, I'm kicking you guys all off, and the chat and I are going to build the most <laughs> uncorrelated way better than your chat lineup. Can we be clear? <laughs> wow. All right. Who's up next? Is it back to? Is it? I'll, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, it's, it's Brian. So generally, unless Gretch has kind of floated something out, uh, I think he's flying a little blind. Well, don't we need? Don't we need uh, another Houston guy or Cincy guy here? Oh, we, yeah, we need a Houston guy right now. Okay, then, know, Watson's gonna run a lot. We don't need to. I wouldn't double. Stack I love, but they're so cheap. You can double stack them. Okay. Would well, you guys want to go with the who, who's who's the more likely tight end then? I think Hawkinson is the one to go with against Tampa Bay. They're not gonna be able to run. God, Spags, save us some goddamn money. And he's not even on this slate, Spags. He is <laughs> not- was that a Saturday? Was that a Saturday game? Real? Oh wow! I, you know, I don't separate I- because I like to let all games be together at the table of brotherhood. So that's my. Dude, I really like Dawson Knox in the spot. <laughs> it's almost like Spags cares more about basketball at this point. We lost him. We no, just because I try to woo you over to do a basketball show doesn't mean that I care more about basketball. It means I care equally about what the things about, that cost uh, me money. What about? Austin Hooper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I could hate it, but all right. <laughs> it's kind of great. You want to know why? Pete's like least enthusiastic all right I've ever heard. You know why I love it? Because I can correlate it with Denzel Mims. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Single stacking Watson. Yeah. This, we do we have a double stack Watson. Left for defense. That's important. <laughs> Defense is very important. You want to save money. All right. All right. No. All right. Get Cooks in there instead of Mims. Get get Cooks in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You fucking correlation slaves. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whose turn is it to pick a defense for us? Oh, God. This team's kind of sweet. Right? Really, yeah, I love. It. I really like this team. I might play something similar to it. Now you play the Eagles. You got the Eagles at twenty nine hundred. You got Miles With Miles Sanders. None of this matters unless we plead the chat not to dupe us, guys. No. None of this matters. Can you yeah. imagine the EV of this lineup if all forty four people right now jam this into the millie? I mean, it's dead. It's <laughs> absolutely dead. Please don't dupe us. <laughs> There's way too much correlation to, with the quarterback for the, the chat to play this lineup. 
<laughs> I know you, Pete, I know you've done lineup building shows, but has anybody ever done like a straight like lineup building show? Because I feel like that actually is a good bit to do. What do you mean, like sixty minutes of building one yeah, lineup? Yeah, like a lineup building <laughs> podcast with multiple people. You know what, Spags? I think you stumbled upon a million dollar idea. I think, I think there's been so many great ideas that have come out in the show that we're just completely we're kill, Brian, we've killed. We've killed. We've unequivocally killed it. Right? Did you pick Austin Hooper just because he shares your last name? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm big on Hooper Chase Hooper in the MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to figure out the origin of that pick, and now it all (laughs) makes sense. I thought it was a DVP versus the Jets type of thing. My only it was purely for the bit, and uh, it worked. Last name Super. There you go. Are we a little concerned uh, if we use the full cap with Eagles defense? I feel like the dupe risk just really rockets up. You don't think we have enough low plays with Geo and Chad Hansen? And oh, Hoover? Geo's going to be mega chuck, dude. Bell cow at forty eight hundred. What a jam! <laughs> off a big week. I, I think that's actually a good point. Um, I think Brand uh, Brian. Yeah. What would be the most perfect thing to do here? I think you randomize. Give us the rand function on oh, these you nine. You really think this is going to get duped if you play the Eagles? Hold on, oh, I'm looking 100%. up percent. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking up Austin Hooper's props. <laughs> no, Brian, I need you randing the available defenses. Okay, how, what number, how many numbers? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know salary on the board for a millimaker. Okay. For a Pete, Pete's strategy years. sounds a lot like Sesame Street. He's just <laughs> counting up. Here's <laughs> the count. Did he, himself oh, out? He, <laughs> he kicked himself out. Oh, we're lost now. Oh, he cut himself out. <laughs> you got I, hear out. You. I uh I uh tried to share my screen and X myself from the <laughs> <laughs> At least you're man enough to admit it. It's a 10-game slate, dude. Are you really worried about using all the salary in a 10-game slate? I so if you're not worried about dupes. Ben, you're a losing DFS player. <laughs> I am in showdowns. I am in small. Figure out which defense we're going to use, guys. Oh god, <laughs> take a correlation with Sanders, dude. Hey, no one's going to play well, this lineup. Throw out, Pat. Have you ever? You don't even know how to win the Millie Maker, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here we go, guys. This is what defense we're going to pick. <laughs> Number uh, six, baby. Let's count it down. One is Eagles, two is Texans, three is Panthers, four is Seahawks, five is Giants, six is the Dallas Cowboys. No, that's the worst pick. We're playing Cowboys. We're not <laughs> playing Dallas defense. Entered. Dude, what is going on? That's the worst decision making of all time. You guys don't understand how you win a million dollars. How many shows have you had? You don't play the Dallas defense against Sanders. You gonna argue with a Rand function, Brian? Tell him yeah. how how awful. You that don't understand that. how Billy Makers are what. <laughs> Miles Sanders gets there through the passing game. He's going to catch 19 passes and not find the end zone. It's fine. snaps. He might not get the snaps if they're throwing a shitload. It could be a Boston Scott. You guys, uh, defensive scoring is highly variant. It's a pick six <laughs> and fine. If we lose Millie because of the Cowboys, I'm going to be so mad. If, if we lose the Millie because of the Cowboys, I'll PayPal you all $200 million. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're gonna give out so much money with Tyler Conklin and that this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, and if my YouTube you dollars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Uh, if because if it costs us a million dollars, it probably finishes in second. You know. <laughs> So I already have somebody yeah, there. He scores a couple tutties. <laughs> oh, man. I promise I will not go back and tweak any of these lineups before lie. Now we got to make one on the Saturday slate, unless you guys are trying to end the show, but I'm trying to make another lineup. I would yeah, do one. I'll make a lineup to everybody right. else. All right. Only if the, the chat is it's a holiday special. I feel like we have to go on. I, I We should have done more with the graphics. We should have put a Santa hat in the graphics, so we felt really good about that. It's crazy how willing Gretch is to make lineups on my account. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pay for Christmas presents. Don't be rude. He's yeah, like, my daughter is fine, for the record, but your account's doing really well right now. Look at this balance he's showing off. Not if I keep entering contests like this. Replacing a combo of the boys plus chat draft. I think that actually does work pretty well. Oh, the okay. Do, so maybe we give the chat a pick. So if we yeah, go yeah. around the horn, we give the chat a pick. But I need you guys to collectively huddle. I need you to get on the same page. I can't deal with all the mixed signals. All right. So look, there's five of us and there's nine lineup spots. So let the chat make like the first four picks, and then what? we all. Pick. <laughs> and we you give the chat four picks. Well, how else are you going to split nine picks? Maybe we, we could vote on which of the chat picks we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta definitely put a limit on what chat picks are allowed. <laughs> well, someone just suggested Rosen, and he's still not in the player pool. So. <laughs> Um, okay, this, that's actually a good suggestion by Clay. He says, throw out three players and we put numbers in the chat for our pick. Yeah. All right, that's good. So we got like to round start, And then we, we each get a pick to close the lineup because we can correlate, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Theoretically, I haven't really seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Phillies D and Miles Sanders. For and one of the greatest smash correlations. <laughs> Giants D. Um, you, someone said, are we going hyper-correlated for a spy or mega milli uncorrelated? We are playing in the milli maker here. We are trying to win a million dollars on a fucking you Saturday. You correlate your lineup, though. Like, you're not, you're not trying to make a bad lineup, right? Really? Hooper, Hooper, help what me out here. What have I been doing this whole time? <laughs> I mean, it's the milli that's won, like, at least two out of the last four weeks has been, like, with one player against the defense. So I get why people think that's not a thing, but you still should aim for correlation um the chat we've gotten a brady to miller we got a brady godwin swift uh, i think brady stuff's interesting because no one wants to stack that up but if you're doing the millie just try to pick brady correctly and you, you got something you're just saying that because there's no rojo well that's true i will not be playing fournette <laughs> yeah leverage on fournette is bad game right now <laughs> Um, we got a Durham Smythe going back. Wait, who's to the even well. going to be like chalk in this? I haven't even, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about building a lineup on a Wednesday before everyone goes on holiday. I think that's something people in Europe say. I'm about to go on holiday. Um, <laughs> Kyler's going to be chalky. Kyler's going to be chalky. Fournette's going to be chalky. Fournette's going to be chalky. Swift's going to be chalky. You guys just listing names and saying chalky after it at this point. Good players. Yeah. 
I mean, a great site called Osimo has ownership projections up already, and Tyreek Hill, apparently the chalk of the week. David Montgomery. Oh, Tyreek Hill, yeah, he's going to get chalk on the Saturday slate. Just gonna... We're on the Saturday slate, you NBA. paying attention. That's my fault. That's what happens when, I don't, when I'm not running the show. I just kind of drift away. <laughs> Start thinking about ordering McDonald's when we're done. <laughs> We've already yeah. seen you ordering your McRibs, you glutton. If you think I'm uh, – Pete, you know me too well. I literally have a Postmates cart saved with a McRib and a 20-piece McNugget right now. That's disgusting. I'm yeah, a piece I gotta, of shit. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I got a closest to the pin for you. So Kyler Murray's uh, prop total right now. For uh, passing, passing yards? Yeah. I will say 274. That's high. Yeah, uh, I would say 205. Uh, 236. And that's in the middle. Uh, and everyone went, right? Yeah. yeah. 258.5. Yeah, okay. fuck off. That's lofty against the Niners. Thank you. What did, You said 274? Yeah, and I'm hammering the over right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so DeAndre Hopkins looks like the chalk, 56% according to Osmo. Waller, 45 you guys have li- listed oh. every single player as chalk, so I guess we're playing Scotty Miller. <laughs> I think Mike Evans at thirty-two percent looks pretty good. That's not bad. What are, What are the other Tampa Bay wide receivers? Uh, let's see. Godwin is higher at thirty-six, and Antonio is at twenty-seven right now. He's the cheapest too. That's not good. I think it's Evans. Evans has the best touchdown equity still, and then he's still the what's big his, play guy. What's his uh, ownership projection? Uh, he is the middle of he's so he's a little bit more than Antonio, but less than Godwin at thirty two. Right. That's Damn pretty it. good. What do you guys think about this correlation? Like if Tampa wins really (laughs) big. (laughs) So Ronald Jones has COVID and he comes in and just celebrates and scores in that process. Why would DraftKings let me submit this? (laughs) Someone take the mouse from Pete. (laughs) God damn. Pete's account. I do think we have to play little Jordan Humphrey, to be quite frank. <laughs> well, who are we taking out for Humphrey? We got to work backwards now. I would take out Godwin, and I would go work backwards from a full Tampa stack. If you, what is the also thing, not on the slate? What is the one thing we've learned this year? Yeah, why are you suggesting Humphrey? Oh God damn it! Spags. I, I got to build a highly on the showdown. Can we do a showdown, Millie? Brian, ex- explain to people who don't know how correlation works. If Tom Brady does well, every other player on the team will probably do well. <laughs> Even guys who aren't playing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, all right. I will concede. I don't want to take a zero. I'll take Ronald Jones out. Keyshawn <laughs> Vaughn, your boy. Yeah, there you go. All right. All okay, Jones. Now I'm fine with it. Now I'm fine with it. Okay. Looks very healthy. All right, let's work backwards from this. This is a great <laughs> no, starting not. point. <laughs> I do worry a little about, about Keyshawn Vaughn and LaShawn McCoy's negative correlation, but if the pie is big enough, <laughs> they could get there. Has Gronkowski, Gronkowski ever been priced at 3600 in his career? No. That actually has been a pretty nice play. Gronk and Evans is a little double stack. You are yeah. right. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. I feel like 4,900 were probably duped. We should probably should put Miller in there. 
Miller's such a shit play. What are you talking about? Pat, the only thing that matters on a short slate is not being duped. If we run out <laughs> nine three Buccaneers, games. if we run out nine Buccaneers and use almost all the cap, we're gonna be duped. <laughs> I have to say, I really appreciate the chat for sticking with us this long. Yeah. For everybody who's on at midnight. Are, on Christmas Eve. I feel like if anything, we picked up steam somehow. <laughs> We're the rare crashing train that right. picking up steam. Yeah, Eric Tolkien, I can't believe I watched these shows. That's to be clear. I think that mostly goes to you, Pete. I think it's, it's Eric. What if what if we kind of assume that the entire team gets there without Brady? <laughs> yeah. Well, not playing Brady allows us to do some other mini correlations elsewhere. What if you do Tua? He gets all the touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. Opens you won't get duped way. that way because everybody else who knew that Tampa Bay was going to crush wouldn't have Tua. <laughs> I am a little worried about the Buccaneers' defense getting all the points if all these guys are. So we should probably swap them out. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Lions. No, what if we take Brady out and Brady throws picks and the Lions defense takes one to the house? I know you didn't just put in a defense without randomizing it. Oh, you're right. How many defenses do we have? <laughs> yeah, like, Two, all three, the defenses and the Lions D. That's your goal. Last time yeah. I didn't even put the number six in. I just realized. <laughs> 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 All right, big money, big money. <laughs> Top right D. All right, the Dolphins, Tua in the Dolphins D with a <laughs> spot. Uh, Guys, let's stop yeah. fucking around. Let's build a winner. I'm going to clear it. I'm going to clear it. I'm clearing the decks. He's been straight face. He's been running some sips. He's, yeah. he's got the answers for us. Joe, Joe Vika in the chat says, Brian looks like he's thinking, why am I still on this show? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, it's your pick. It must be correlated with the Dolphins D. How about a Tampa Bay stack with Jacobs at running back and Miami at D, and then you don't have to worry about dupes. Who at D? Miami versus okay. Jacobs. Yeah, three gamer. Yeah, you had me at anti-correlation. It might be a little too much, but with a three gamer, you're gonna have to worry about dupes. I just don't know if you. Um, yeah, were... you're gonna have to worry about dupes, but Jacobs is like needs plus script, so you have to get what? What are we thinking? Miami deep defensive touchdowns. I mean, it, it could. It's crazy how you guys crushed me for playing. Uh, this, my game is a lot different than the Dallas defense, and then Brian floats it, and you guys are doing mental gymnastics. That's a, that's a, that's a you're fucking, you've made 15 grand this year, you know the difference, right? No, it's very simple. You've made 15 grand this year, and it's been celebrated, and we've talked about it a million times. And and Brick is actually good consistently. Those are- <laughs> I keep waiting for Brick to post his roto tracker, and he just refuses to do it. <laughs> How I'm about sure the siege is waiting? <laughs> You keep, my, you could keep uh, keep that in your back pocket. Then how about that? The Jacobs versus Dolphins? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna correlate like Gronk, Evans, and um, uh, Brady, and then we try to make a good lineup, like you're probably gonna get duped. So I, it's, yeah. at some point you're gonna have to do something here. Yeah, we got to do something weird. You better yeah. go to Hawk at tight end. TJ Hawkinson. and Jacobs is really good leverage on Waller. I just don't know that I like. 
Jacob specifically with the Dolphins as being the way that we're doing that. Because Waller's yeah. going to be massively owned as the tight end. Well, that's even better. Because if he shits the bed. It's Jacobs. It's, Jacobs is the reason why. I mean. Yeah, Jacobs but- is the reason for the season. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, oh. keep, keep going then. Keep going. What then- were you saying? It's even better if, J- if Waller shits the bed than Dolphins D. Well- so, yeah, then Dolphins D is looking even better. No one's going to take them. If, if Waller's owned it, whatever, 40, 50%. Uh, but uh, the, the real reason I'm saying that, uh, though, is like if you're going to get – because if you're going to get like a, you know, a solid team with a stack, you're going to get you're going to get duped. So like three-game three, – three-gamers three aren't nearly as bad as two-gamers. It's kind of like an exponential change in dupes. Like it, it's significantly easier to not be duped. But it's still it's still pretty tough. I want to play Bowden in the in the Cardinals D. My concern though is that Jacobs is is pretty specific to plus script when yeah. he, he has like a, a big game. Yeah, this would well, be you're like Bowden when Parker and Gasicki are probably back, and Bowden now was hey, hey, bags. I know you're you know knee deep in NBA, but it is a revenge game, so just fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was he was there for two weeks, and then yeah. yeah. And Gruden has thrown massive shade on him in the media, so he's going to be really motivated. So maybe don't throw cold water on my pick. That's actually genius Mensa level. He, okay. he just wants, like it. To play, wants to play his rookie that he drafted. In it's always about the jailbait rookies that have to get into a lineup here. It's Denzel. It's it's Lynn. It's all these sexy young men coming in here. Who's, Peter, who's, Peter. who's Lynn, Chris? Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden Jr. <laughs> No, he's not just L Bowden. That's not his full name. Yeah, you know what? December, it's Linsanity. Okay. <laughs> I just want to fucking make rib. <laughs> not- All right, this lineup's right, coming together. Chat, real- the chat's talking about. Oh, it's the same person saying it over and over. Scotty, is is this a Scotty Miller comment? Because no, don't actually play Scotty. Scotty's going to be over owned. Play Mike Evans. Nobody plays Mike Evans, and he's still the best guy in that group. You don't just need TD equity. He runs like, like literally like eight routes a game. Yeah. Right. This lineup, this lineup's really to coming one. together. Pat, make a pick. Jeff Wilson. Wow, I didn't even know he was on this slate. We've <laughs> <laughs> been so dialed in on the Bucks. What in the, the hell is this lineup? It's great. Okay. Have we played any of the good plays yet? No, we've played none I of the good plays. I don't think we need Dolphins D anymore. I think you'll be fine not duping. Right. All jokes aside, I have no qualms with any of these plays. I'm just gonna I, I don't I have the courage to say that. What's wrong with any I, of these? They're all plays? good besides Lynn Bowden, if we're being yeah, quite honest. Thank you, Pat. There's nothing wrong with Lynn Bowden. Thank so you. Play Lynn Bowden when he's like three grand last week. If we he's go back literally nine hundred more on a short slate where you can do whoever you want. He 100% of routes last week. Is Parker, Grant, and Gesicki, are they all going to miss again? Park, we Park don't know. compression on his, on his leg. It's uncertain. Yeah. Uh, Gesicki. back, you can't play bad. Gesicki was in a full body cast you need, today, according you need, to reports. You need Parker and Grant back before I'm I'm not playing. Did Patrick Laird tell you that, Pete? That he, <laughs> he was fully mummified? What? Patrick <laughs> sent me a message, and he said, I had to chew up. Gasecki's lunch for him. It feed it to him like a bird. 
The wreck is still going. <laughs> All right. What's the next pick? <laughs> we should probably get another Bucks in here. I feel a little naked without nine of them in the lineup. Uh, let's see, Tampa Bay. I would go. I would go Antonio over over Godwin. Love it. At fifty-eight fifty for two spots, I'd like to hear Brick the Sim seventy-fives pick. I wasn't uh, paying attention. <laughs> it's Hopkins. You go Hopkins now. You got to go big here, yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, go if we, are, if we got space big. for Hopkins. Got to do that. All right, let's do it. Um, let's rand it. Let's rand it, folks. <laughs> no, no, you only have room for four. Exactly. There's four we can rand. <laughs> Pete getting that influencer money for wheel and names.com. <laughs> I'm their biggest influencer, baby. Three, one, two, Raiders, come on down. Actually, it's perfect. That's it actually is. a great, yeah, it's a great D. Enter it, log it off, get off this godforsaken stream. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it because daddy's going to Disney world after <laughs> this slate. Um, all right. Spags land the plane. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for watching. Follow at yards per Gretch. Follow at Pat Corain. Follow at Brian Hooper underscore, or just watch him taking your money as brick 75 and follow at Peter Overzet, your friend and mine. Cause he's so great for putting on this show here. I appreciate Pete booking our guests, getting all of his, his favorite people into this show here for the holidays. And, um, and follow at Chris Spags because I just did such a fantastic job, even though like I'm I'm definitely needing that McRib now. Pete, give the final words here, or or do we want to do like all the uh, we don't need to do plugs, right? Everybody else is more successful than Splash Play. No, so. I just love that Pete said <laughs> land the plane when this plane crashed so long ago. <laughs> people love this stream. People hung on. So like I'm genuinely appreciative that people actually hung on. Hey, Spags, what I meant to say when I said uh land the plane is can you find the Fusa Lodge uh for <laughs> He just Googled Fuselage, by the way. <laughs> His screen tears up. Black box. He's Googling Fuselage. <laughs> wow. What's happening? <laughs> I was worried about the pronunciation there, Fuselage. but I got it. Fuselage. It's Fuselage. Fuselage. It's a 50 50 shot. Fuselage for sure. I'm listening to it right now. I nailed it. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I gotta go back so you guys can hear this. If I do the Chrome tab, you you said Foos. He, he's acted like he's a backup Italian QB. Fuselage. Fuselage. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. Jokes on you guys. <laughs> you Google. Are you gonna play the Google pronunciation of it to make? <laughs> Are you guys hearing that? Are you not hearing this? No, we're literally not. It says the audio is playing, sharing on this. Nope. Nope. Oh my God, it's this sexy ass woman saying, fuselage, (laughs) fuselage. That's correct, yeah. You said fuselage. No, I said fuselage. (laughs) 
Shaq fuselage is what you did. I hope you guys all have a great Christmas. I hope you never have to, you know, find out what a fuselage means for one of your loved ones that died in a car crash or a plane crash or whatever. I don't think I plugged Gretch. I don't think I said at yards for Gretch. Yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, Stealandsignals.substack.com, right? That's it, Gretch. At at Yards for Gretch. He doesn't want the plugs. Now we have to plug him even harder. That's how how it goes here on Splash Play. So follow Gretch. uh, Follow everybody here. And we'll be back Saturday, I guess, doing Ride or Die picks. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Joyous Kwanzaa. Solemn and respectful Ramadan to all you guys. And we'll be back very soon. So peace. Fuselage. (laughs) 